What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Rob and Griff. I'm Griffin Senek, joined by my co-host, Rob Goldberger. And today, we're back once again. Uh, the divisional week of the NFL playoffs is upon us. Last week, we saw the wild card week unfold. To be honest, um, there was a lot of blowouts. There, there was really only two really close games that were, were down to the wire. Um, and they essentially came down to the final play. We're going to dive into those. But real quick, before we get started, I just want to say, if you have not already, please drop a subscribe on the channel. We'd greatly appreciate it. On some of these recent videos, we have about 70, 80, 90% of people watching who are not subscribed. So if you are one of those people, make sure to drop a subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. Drop a like, drop a comment. We might end up doing some giveaways soon too. So uh, the earlier you subscribe, the better. But yeah, with that, we're just going to jump right into the NFL and I'm going to share my screen, and we're going to start. We're just going to go in chronological order here. Um, and the first game of the week was uh, was one of the closer ones. It was Bengals Raiders. Uh, the the Vegas Raiders they couldn't pull it off. They couldn't couldn't keep their season going. But um, I mean, this game was a was a pretty good game to be honest. Um, Vegas, you know, came down to that final play. They were right there, and and Derek Carr just threw an interception. Unfortunately for them, still a great season nonetheless. They'll look to figure out their coaching situation. For the Bengals, Joe Burrow, he was Joe Burrow. Um, there was obviously that questionable play um, where, you know, he was throwing the ball. They blew the whistle and whatnot. Um, very confusing. Um, but this game, Jamar Chase, nine catches, 116 yards, added 23 rushing yards. Just an unreal player he is becoming. So, Rob, I mean, what are your thoughts on this game? A good win for the Bengals. A little controversy in there, but. Um, they ended up pulling through in the end. Yeah, I mean, I think the Raiders had a lot of missed opportunities to get back into this game, especially in the first half. I really thought they were re pretty bad in the red zone. I thought they were a little conservative at times as well. But I think the Bengals are really, a really good young football team. I think that offensive line is a little bit of a concern for them, uh, especially going against you know better and better defenses the further they get in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously the receiving core is beyond elite. Uh, um, you have three guys really who are just really good. And then Jamar Chase, obviously, is one of the five five or six best receivers in the NFL right now. I mean, this team, uh, uh, I, I just, it's crazy how much a quarterback can, can inspire a turnaround, which is why I think it just lends to a larger point that's like teams who are like, oh, we shouldn't go for a quarterback because we're not a quarterback away. Like a lot of times you are. I mean, really, I mean, Cincinnati before Joe Burrow got there was two and 14. Uh, they were pretty bad last year, but he was hurt, obviously. But uh, it's just crazy how valuable the quarterback position is uh, in the NFL. And I think, like I said, it just lends itself to this larger point. But I think the Raiders have a lot to be proud of this season. I think they were, you know, they had a pretty good season. I think Derek Carr really was doing all he could in the end besides for that interview. Just a really bad pick at the end. But it seemed to be one of those classic Raiders games where the Raiders are going to get down big early and then find a way to get back. But just short, but I'm surprised they got this far. So, yeah, um, you know, like you said, I mean, the Raiders they get 20, 20 points in the first half, and and they really played good defense in that second half. Bengals can score, and you know, they didn't score a touchdown. Um, look, th this Raiders team, there's a lot to be proud of. Um, they're going to have a clean slate this offseason, a new head coach potentially. Who, honestly, I think um, I forget is his name like Rich or Rick. Bashir, so, something like not, that. They're not going to hire him because I think they're, they're, just, they're cleaning out. They're cleaning house. I mean, they fired their GM. Uh, what was it, yesterday, two days Mike ago? Mike Mayock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, he did a damn good job to get this yeah, team sure. in, in the position they were. I know he won't get hired, but I hope they keep him in, in some regard. He deserves a job oh, yeah. in, in this league. Um, you know, this defense, so Max Crosby, I mean, this guy's just unreal. He's going to be a player to build around for the future. They've got a lot of good pieces here and there. Derek Carr, like you said, I mean, there's been rumors that he might be out. Um, he might want out, um, which would be very interesting. I mean, I think there's be a lot of teams. Um, the Colts, I think, would be in on him. Denver in the division, maybe, but probably unlikely that happens. Maybe the Eagles would make a move for him. I guess they just said Jalen's the quarterback, though, so probably unlikely, but still a great season, obviously, for the Vegas Raiders with all the controversy um, to make it down to the final play of the wildcard game. What a season. And like you said with the Bengals, I mean, this team is just in a position to dominate the AFC North for, for years to come. Joe Burrow, I mean, this guy's – he's just unreal. And, and 
you know, he's just got that that winner's mentality, that swagger that that just elevates him above the rest. And I saw something that I think uh, was really, really true in that um, Joe Burrow is who the Browns thought Baker Mayfield or hoped Baker Mayfield would be that kind sure. of guy who had the, you know, didn't really have too many offers out of high school. Oh, I guess Joe Burrow went to Ohio State. Well, Joe Burrow was a four star. Yeah. He went to Ohio State, to be fair. Um, but that, you but know, he was on the bench for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah he had yeah, a transfer. Yeah. So kind of that idea of, you know, some guy with swagger who wins. He's he's won in college football. And Joe Burrow's really been, you know, what Baker Mayfield, the hope was he could be in. I mean, this team has so many weapons. Joe Mixon, I mean, he didn't have a great game, but he's still an amazing talent. Jamar Chase, like you said, I mean, he's just unreal. CJ Uzmoa also one of the more underrated tight ends. This guy is, you know, he's consistent. He, he gets the job done. Um, and his defense is another underrated unit. They have a lot of good players in this defense. And they the, the reason this game got so close is because that defense, it just started crumbling at the end of this yeah. game. Trey Hendrickson went out. Um, we you saw – though, right? Trey Hendrickson is active this week. He is good to go. Um, but we saw other guys. I mean, I'm trying to look at, at the names. I forget who, but they had D tackles going out. I mean, it, it got – kind of ugly there with this D line towards the, towards the end of this game, but they pulled through and this team, I mean, they've got a lot of solid players there. Like we've said, they're special teams too. I mean, Evan McPherson, this kid's been a, a breath of fresh air. And like I said, last week for the Raiders, their special teams will keep them in this game. Daniel Carlson, four for four on field goals. AJ Cole was good. I mean, their special teams is, <laughs> it's kind of crazy how good it is. Honestly, those two are, are there for the future, but since he bangles, man, this is going to be a good team for the future. And for the Vegas Raiders, It'll be interesting to see what's next for them, but still a great season, um, something to build on for sure. This next game was uh, was something. I, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to take out of this game. The Buffalo Bills, they had seven drives, and they scored a touchdown on all of the drives. Just an unreal performance from this offense. Um, I mean, Josh Allen, this guy, we gave him slack in the middle of the season. This guy's just unreal. Uh, yeah. And this defense is pretty darn good, too. I mean, I think this game says a lot about who both these teams are. Um, but Buffalo, I mean, this is a, a heck of a performance from the Bills and something yeah, that, is, I mean, wow, I was shocked. This team is beyond, I mean, this team is elite, beyond elite. Uh, Josh Allen is just a special, special QB, man. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. I mean, he's making plays. Uh, I, I don't know about them that nobody else is making just because there are so many other talented quarterbacks in the league. I mean, maybe you could have said that two or three years ago, but uh, this guy is on a different planet right now. I mean, uh, I, it, he's been putting on some, uh, some all time quarterback performances. I mean, this, he wasn't missing on, on Saturday night, this offense was firing. And, and then that bill's offensive line is so good. Uh, it really is. I think, uh, and I think it speaks to the volume to which how much a quarterback changes the perception of an offensive line. Uh, I really do. Uh, uh, it got a lot of slack Josh Allen's first two years, but uh, obviously since Josh Allen has uh, picked up his play it, it, as an individual player, th their perception has also changed. But uh, Dawson Knox is an absolute beast uh, at tight end. He's one of the best tight ends in the league. He has been all year. Uh, he's going to be a real difference maker uh, um, tomorrow. Um, uh, I, I just think – this is such a dominant performance for the Bills. I mean, Patriots just have a long way to go. And I, I don't think there's any shame in that for the New England Patriots. I think there's a lot of hype around them just because they were, they do have that name, the New England Patriots, but they have a rookie QB. I mean, there's weapons we've talked about it before aren't exactly desirable, uh, especially at the receiver position. Uh, Nikhil Harry, total bust. I mean, that guy has to go. He's the Jalen Rager of New England. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I just think they need to, Probably give them, it's very hard to win on the road with 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 a rookie quarterback. I mean, it, it almost never happens in the playoffs. Yeah, um, I'll start with Buffalo before I get to New England. I mean, Buffalo, this is just a, a great performance, and I picked New England, and you know, I'll admit I was totally wrong. I, I, I Buffalo is a, a truly sensational ball club. Um, you know, this game with the Chiefs in my mind it will be for the AFC AFC title. This is the championship game. I know people have said, oh, don't say that. Like, these other teams are good. They're just not on the level of the, the, the Bills or the Chiefs. Both those teams will will beat the others comfortably in my mind. There's just a lot of good things going on with this Buffalo team. I mean, they've got great defensive playmakers. I mean, the safeties, Micah Hyde and, and Jordan Coyer, just unreal talents. Um, I mean, you look everywhere on this defense. It's just solid players. They're a well-coached team. Um, they are going to start losing some guys. I know their assistant GM is now the GM of the Giants, so – 
slowly but surely, it seems like the staff will start to um, kind of lose some guys, which will suck. But I mean, the talent wow. is just unreal. And, and the emergence of Devin Singletary as a, as a real workout force running back almost has been ginormous for this team, because that's what this team was missing. The ability to run the football outside of Josh Allen and, and with Singletary, he has established himself as a, a consistent rusher. I mean, five yards a carry, two touchdowns, 80 yards. This is just what they needed. They were not rushing the ball. And, and this is why I think this team is easily can win the Super Bowl. Uh, it's just, yeah, just, just, just to add on to that, I mean, I think the more telling number, the more important number for me, it's Josh Allen's or Josh Allen's rushing numbers. I think Josh Allen, they really waited until last or last week to unlock him as a rusher to fully throw the playbook at the New England Patriots as Josh Allen as a rusher. And, and it's it's almost unstoppable because this guy, I mean, uh, I, he, I don't know why people seem to forget this, but this guy runs with the elites. I mean, this guy is one of the best athletes in the entire NFL. He's, he's one of the five best cube runners at probably at the quarterback position at the entire league. I mean, he can run it almost as well as anybody outside of, you know, Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson. But uh, and, and he's one of the best and he's obviously one of the best throwers of the football in the entire league. I mean, this guy is on a different level right now. And I just want to say that the Bills really put on a master class in team building uh, the way that they, they were patient about it. They slowly, but surely built their pieces around their quarterback. The Stefan Diggs trade just worked out. Couldn't have worked out any more perfectly. Uh, and they really built that defense up. I mean, it, it's just a great, great job in team building. Yeah. It really was. Fascinating coach. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then for the new England Patriots, I mean, you kind of hinted at it, but, I think this team is, is kind of in need of a, of a bit of an overhaul, to be honest. I mean, this defense, it's just – I mean, that was an embarrassing performance. I mean, the way they came out was just so flat. No one looked like they wanted to be there. I mean, there was just a lot of plays on, on that first or second drive before this game got out of reach where, you know, they, they put pressure on it. And Josh Allen just, you know, he either had so much time or just ran away and no one went to tackle him. I mean, this was just a, an awful performance. Um, I mean, you mentioned it, the offense, I mean – and this team is going to be burdened by some of those contracts they give out. I mean, Hunter Henry, yeah, sure, he's, he's been great, but I mean, John U. Smith, that's, that's a, a hell of an overpay. I mean, those contracts hold you down. And this defense is just, I mean, they might lose JC Jackson this offseason, who's the best player, arguably Matt Judon, I guess you could probably put above him. But I mean, they have so many of these guys. I mean, like Jamie Collins, Dante Hightower. I mean, McCordy. I mean, these are guys who, you know, Kyle Van Noy, these are guys who are, you know, they might be okay, but they're getting past their prime and they're trying to live in the past with these players on defense. And and to me, this team just needs to to tear down that defense and really reset. Um, I don't think they're going to win anytime soon with this defense, even though it played good this year. I think they're in a need of a rebuild there. And offensively, they just don't have the weapons. So we'll see what happens. Um, Mac Jones, I mean, look, this New England team was able to pull off some some big wins when it was good at running the football. I think they have a great rush attack, but Mac Jones, I mean, he had good moments. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't think Mac Jones is, is truly anything special. I think he's a solid quarterback in the NFL. Um, I just don't know how much he's going to really improve from this. Like, I, I just don't think his play style is one where he's going to be able to grow a lot better. I think he's already got good awareness. Um, he's pretty good at what he does. I don't really see him improving very much. I think obviously there's going to be room for improvement and he's going to get a game experience and whatnot, but I don't know. I don't think Mac Jones is, a, is really a superstar quarterback. I don't think he has a superstar potential, um, but I mean, he led this team to the playoffs to the playoffs. So um, props to him. And he had a great year, but we'll see what he does in year two. Um, but for new England, I, I think, I think there's a lot of moving pieces that this team might have this off season. Um, it's just an older defense. And I think they need to, to get some youth there and, and get the next wave of, of the new England Patriots defense. I just think, they're trying to live in the past with that defense, in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I think they do have a lot of pieces, though. Matt Judon, Christian Barrymore, J.C. Jackson, yeah. obviously. Well, if J.C. Jackson, they lose him, then then they're in the world of trouble. Yeah, and then they're, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see, obviously, what happens. Uh, the next game is is your birds, the Philly Eagles. Um, completely embarrassed, to be honest. I mean, it was 31-0 before, you know, the Eagles started putting up some garbage time points here. Um, I mean, look, you can look at the Eagles. It's still a successful season. This team made the playoffs in a rebuilding year in a year where they have three first round picks. You know, look, you can look at their schedule and say they didn't really beat anyone good in the regular season. That's just the way they drew up. And, and, you know, it's fortunate for them. They had a great season. Um, Rob, I mean, I'll get your thoughts on this team. Um, but obviously just not a good performance. 
against Tampa Bay, though, what can you expect? This is a an elite football team with Tom Brady. It just wasn't going to happen in my mind, but still a great year for the Eagles nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts is just a disaster in this game. And I, I, there were really several points where, you know, you thought the Eagles could have maybe gotten back into it a little, little bit, make it a two-possession game, or even, you know, they could have gotten two quick scores at the end of the first half. But Jalen Hurts is just missing open receivers again and again. And it was just such a concerning performance for me because I was really, you know, starting to buy in on Jalen as the starter next year. I don't know about past that, but. I don't know, man. I think if there's a really a better quarterback out there, I think you might have to go get him. I mean, there's also the aspect of it where Jalen, if Jalen's really the cheapest option and we're, he's not going to be significantly upgraded to the level, I think, of maybe even a Russell Wilson, then I, I think you might you might as well just stick with Jalen. But uh, I, I was pretty concerned by that performance. I mean, there's a throw. I'm sure we all saw it to Devontae Smith in the end zone. Devontae put on a disgusting route on Jamel Dean, I believe it was. He was wide open and Jalen Hurts just didn't see him. The same thing happened with Quest Watkins earlier in the game. There were two touchdowns right there. Uh, I don't know. It's just a little concerning because, to me, the same knocks on him coming out of college are sort of the same criticisms I would have on him now. He bells from the pocket too early, doesn't see the field too well, et cetera. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the Philly Eagles, um, you got to stick with them for another year. I don't think you can – I mean, it's interesting. This year – there's not going to be a quarterback this team's going to draft because there's was not. It's not like this team was a top ten. Jalen is, like, is also certainly going to benefit from the circumstances surrounding the quarterback class, obviously yeah. this year. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think you'll give him one more year and see what happens. Um, I don't think this guy's locked in as a franchise quarterback by any means. Um, you know, this guy has that New York Giants game comes to mind where it was just a, yeah. an awful performance against an awful team. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, this Eagles team, Jalen Rager, you've got to expect that this team moves on from him. I'm surprised they haven't already cut him. Um, just just a disaster he is. I mean, what an awful pick. Um, I mean, these the Eagles picks, we don't have to get into. Everyone knows who they could have taken over, over each of these receivers the past few years. Um, it is what it is. But, you know, defensive. I just, feel bad. I just feel bad for Devontae. I mean, that guy's a player. That guy yeah. is a player. But, uh Look at that slop. Besides Smith, Goddard, and like uh, Sanders, I like Watkins too, but it's just slop. I mean, yeah. I hate Jalen Rager so much. God, <laughs> we don't have to go all the way. In no, no, right no, there. no. There were some. I had some choice words for Jalen Rager last last weekend. Yeah. But, but um, I mean, yeah, this team is. Yeah. They're not there yet. They're, regardless of that they're in the playoffs. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, and when it comes to, and when it comes to Tampa Bay, I mean, Vita Vey is just ridiculously good. I mean, this guy is, is a game wrecker. He has such a chain game changer for the uh, Buccaneers defense. And obviously Tom is just playing. He just played a perfect game. Mike Evans. I think really when you look at it, when it's all said and done, Mike Evans is going to walk into the hall of fame. And I feel like he's so consistently disrespected around like, like this guy is an elite number one receiver, in my opinion. I mean, I think he's one of the 10, 12 best receivers in the NFL. Um, I just think uh, uh, I'm not going to – like, they're my my pick to come out of the NFC. I think it doesn't matter. I I really don't think it matters all too much who Tom has around them at receiver as long as he has that line in front of him. The concern, obviously, is Tristan – or the uh, injury statuses of both Ryan Jensen and Tristan Worse, but – I mean, when, when when that when that offensive line is healthy, I'm not really sure it matters too much if Antonio Brown's out there, Cyril Grayson's out there, whether it's Jared Bernard, Leonard Fournette, it really doesn't matter, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens with Tampa Bay. It was a great performance, obviously, what you expected to see out of them. And, you know, we'll see if they get some more guys back. I'm not sure exactly what the status is with guys like Leonard Fournette. Um, I guess we'll see when we predict that game. But, yeah. Um, now, this game was – I mean, this was a crazy <laughs> – the best game of the week for me was this game, 49ers-Cowboys. Um, the others were blowouts. I don't even think we're going to spend too much time talking about the other games here. But what a game this was. I mean, the 49ers, Debo Samuel, just a, a superstar player. I mean, you see the stats, 10 carries, 72 yards and a touchdown. Elijah Mitchell, I mean, this guy's a, a great running back. Jimmy G, I mean, the stats really don't do him pretty. He's playing banged up right now. Um, obviously, towards the end of this game, he really did not play well, but at the beginning of this game, he was he was doing his thing. 
George Kittle, I mean, they got to get this guy more involved. One catch is just purely unacceptable, to be honest. But, yeah, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, obviously there's a lot of controversy with that last play with the ref. Obviously, got to give the ref the ball. Um, I mean, that was just an absolutely hysterical thing. You see the ref sprinting in from the 50-yard line. Um, what a nightmare. What I mean, just a storybook ending for how the Dallas Cowboys can end their season. Um, CeeDee Lamb had one catch. I mean, there's a lot of, of things in this game. What are your thoughts on this, Rob? I mean, San Francisco, we both had them, I believe. Um, uh, I mean, they're a good team. Dallas, just another underperformance in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, it's what the it's what the Dallas Cowboys do in the playoffs. Uh, no, just uh, that, but a really terrible performance from Dak Prescott. I mean, I think you have to be expecting better. The MVP, though. The MVP. Yeah, the MVP. I mean, look, it's, it's regarded. Regardless of the MVP, uh, I think you've got to be expecting more from Dak already, man. I mean, what is this? His third appearance in the playoffs? His fourth appearance in the playoffs at this stage? I mean, uh, come on. He's won one playoff game since he's gotten to the NFL. Uh, but I, I just think this is really not good for the Cowboys. And I think uh, – I can't believe they're going to keep Mike McCarthy after this. I can't. And there's obviously a really good chance that both of their coordinators walk. I mean – Dan Quinn will have a job if he wants one. I'm not really sure why. I think we already saw how that worked out, but whatever. Uh, I, I just don't get it. Uh, I just don't get how you could possibly keep Mike McCarthy after this game. I think that Ezekiel Elliott contract starts becoming – I mean, Griffin, look at his contract numbers, dude. It's going to become off the charts. I mean, uh, they're going to be paying Dak $75 million a year in the near future. Um or 75, but what is it? whatever it is. It's, it's a well, lot. That was this year, more. I think. I think it goes it's, a little bit down. Was it this he, year? So he, this year. That was this a year that he got money. 75. Yeah. He's, making, he's making a lot of money, regardless. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, like you said, I mean, CD Lee, Cedric Wilson having four more touches than CD Lamb, I don't think that's really something that can happen for the Dallas Cowboys. And I also don't think the score really does, despite the fact that the Cowboys had a shot to win it, I really don't think the score does justice to just how thoroughly the Cowboys were dominated for the almost the entire game. I mean, Jimmy G's brain lapse really is what let them back into this game. I mean, they were dominated. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just think the Cowboys are, are, are really far off. Uh, and I think that defense really isn't as good as everyone said it was. And I really think, I think Trayvon Diggs was, had a very poor game uh, yeah. uh, on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of what you expect, I feel like, from the Dallas Cowboys come playoff time. Um, Zeke Elliott, like you mentioned, I mean, this is just 12 for 31. It's just it's it's disgusting to see, honestly, how quickly he's regressed. I mean, at this point, you got to start Tony Pollard over him. I mean, I just don't see how you can run out Zeke. And I know. Well, you can't get rid of him. You can't get rid of him at this point. Oh, no. You can't get rid of Zeke. He's going to be there and he's going to be getting a lot of. He's going to be getting paid. I mean, look, he might have been banged up. I mean, he looked good at the beginning of the year. We don't really know what the deal was with him. Um, obviously, he's going to remain there. Um, I mean, this is uh, – the way that you see Lamb was just awful. One catch, like you said. I mean, Dak Prescott, he's got to show up, like you said. I mean, they paid him $75 million for one touchdown in the playoffs. I guess he ran for one, too. But, I mean, just an absolute awful performance. Um, this defense – it's better than it was last year. I mean, you got to give at least the Dallas Cowboys some some props. They improved, um, but this is not where this team was meant to be. This was honestly the year that they they really kind of needed to go out and win this year because they're going to lose their coordinators. Guys are going to start to go. Yeah, out they're going to have to go through a little bit of a retooling next year for sure. I think. Yeah, they're going to have to play a first place schedule. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not going to be. I don't know how fun of a year next year is going to be for the Dallas Cowboys, or at least I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, I still think they'll win the NFC East. I think they're the best team there because I think Washington and, and the Giants are just full rebuild at this point. And Philly Eagles, we'll see. Um, I think Dallas is still a better team. But, I mean, they have pieces on this defense. We'll see what happens. Um, and on the flip side of this, I mean, 49ers, they'll play tonight. We'll talk about them in a bit. But kind of already touched on it. But this seems very good. They've got a lot of playmakers. And and they pulled this game out of, out of thin air with Fred Warner uh, out at the end of the yeah. game and Nick Bosa out for most of the game. So, their two best players on defense were out for a significant portion of this game. It really almost hurt them, but in the end, they pulled through. Um, 
I mean, Jimmy G, man, this is a guy who's, you know, fighting for his job at this point and, and is a guy who really, he deserves to be a starting quarterback. We're going to just see if it's with San Francisco. I mean, if this team makes a Super Bowl, you can't get rid of Jimmy G. I mean, that's just ridiculous if they do. Um, Cause you know, he's, he's played some, some big moments for them. I mean, that first drive of the game was just, that was dominant. I mean, I haven't seen, seen a dominant drive like that. I feel in, in a good, in a good bit of time. I mean, that was one of the most dominant drives I've ever watched. They just yeah. did whatever they wanted and, and moved down the field. Except for, except for, uh, except for all seven drives that Buffalo had against New England. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But um, I mean, they came out quick and, and hard. So we'll see what happens this week. Green Bay, they're going to have a lot of guys back, but we'll talk about them in a bit. This next game, I mean, we don't even really have to touch too much on this. Big Ben, honestly, good for him. He came out, and, and the stat sheet looks good for his last game. Um, but this team, is, I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers Big are going to terrible, man. Big Ben, Jesus Christ. At least the stat sheet looks good for him. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, well, so let's hold on. Let me, let me calculate his yards per attempt right now. Let's see this. Sorry. I, I know roughly what it should be, but. 4.8 yards per attempt in an NFL playoff game in 2022. I just don't know how you can be as proud of an organization as the Steelers are. Listen, I get what Ben means to the franchise, whatever, whatever, but you got some competitive, you've got some talent on offense outside of that offensive line. You got a lot of talent on defense. Uh, I, I just don't get, I don't get it how you just start. I I get that the defense was terrible outside of the first quarter. I really do. But it's hard when you're getting run back out there onto the field every drive, every drive, every drive, because your offense can't move the ball at all. I mean, I just can't believe they decided to roll with Ben into this year with the goal of making the playoffs, not like, you know, replacing him with the quarterback at the top of the draft this year. I just don't get it uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers' point of view. And I mean, we know who the Kansas City Chiefs are. I mean, Patrick Mahomes obviously back to his best. Uh, I, I think the Kansas City Chiefs, when they play like this, this is probably the most complete game they've played all year from the second, from the last three quarters on. I think when they play like this, they are truly, truly unstoppable. You've been calling for Travis Kelsey to get more involved the past few weeks. Dominant performance from him. Uh, Jarek McKinnon has opened up an entirely new aspect of the offense for them. He's been running all over opposing defenses. Tyreek Ty- Ty- Hill, not a Tyreek Hill game, but. I mean, we know what he can do. I just think when the Kansas City is at their best, I don't think anybody, not even the likes of Buffalo and Tampa Bay, can can beat them. I think when they're playing this good, they're among the best there's ever been, really. Yeah, I mean, I'll start with the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Um, yeah, Big Ben, we know that's it for him. Um, like I said, stat sheet looks nice for him, good for him. I mean, we said coming into this game, the only way that the Pittsburgh Steelers would win this game would be if Najee Harris can chew the clock and, and run the heck out of the football. Um, 12 for 29 from Najee Harris, who, I mean, look, he was good for fantasy purposes. Um, really statistically, though, did not have a very impressive season in terms of yards per carry um, to be fair, and whatnot. I mean- to be fair. He's playing behind an awful line, absolutely. Right, and Ben doesn't exactly have the, you know, that threat of slinging the ball downfield, so. Um, I mean, they've got some weapons on offense. Juju's a free agent. I mean, Deontay Johnson, he had some bad drops in this game. Seems like he kind of always chokes in the big moment. Pat defense. I, I like Pat Fryermuth. I think he's, he's going to be really good. Um, I mean, the defense, you know the defense. Um, Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, those are their guys that they're going to build that defense around. Devin Bush even, maybe. Um, but for the Kansas city chiefs, I mean, this is just outside of that first, first quarter or so when this team is slow, I mean, this is just what you expect. And like you said, Jarek McKinnon, I mean, this guy is just absolutely unreal. Um, you know, this guy has been a journeyman around the league for, for years now, and he's really found a home here potentially. I mean, I don't know if Clyde Edwards Hilaire is coming back this week, but Jarek McKinnon absolutely has to be the starter this week. I mean, look at what he did in the receiving game and the running game. And this guy was just dominant and, what makes the Chiefs really unstoppable to me is, they, I mean, they're starting to use a lot of different guys. I mean, they've got, yeah, you know, one, two, sure three, four, guy. five, six yeah. guys who have four or five catches. I mean, yeah, I mean, Byron, I mean, um, Byron Pringle, he's Byron really Pringle. emerged as a, Byron as Pringle, a stud. Right. right? He's I looking mean, good. Jesus. I mean, yeah. I remember that earlier Pittsburgh game of the season when Reek was out, Kelsey was out. He really had a sensational performance. was running some really impressive routes. I mean, this guy looks good. McCole Hardman, he's been there for a while. He's a good special teamer. Reek, everyone knows that. Demarcus Robinson is an elite downfield threat. And Travis Kelsey, like I've said, I've wanted to get him more involved. And this guy really shines when the playoffs come around. 
I expect another big week out of him against Buffalo this week. Um, just a, a really good player, had a passing touchdown as well. And his defense, I mean, they did they did what they do. They played pretty well. Um, yeah, I honestly don't have too, too much else to say. Um, I think we can just move on to the next game. I mean, this next game was an absolutely disgraceful for poor disgraceful performance from the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, Kyler Murray, man, 19 for 34, 137 yards, two interceptions. I mean, my God, I mean, yeah, just disaster. Kyler Murray is, is one of the most overrated quarterbacks. in the NFL. <laughs> He's a, he's a great straight talent, to, but straight to the point Griffin, huh? Straight to the point. I mean, this guy for the past few seasons has come out with a nice, strong four or five weeks. And then, He's just plummeted instantly, and and his play. I mean, I get he was injured, but I I, I think the Cardinals have to move on from Cliff Kingsbury, one hundred percent. Um, I I think he has a very bad record. I mean, uh, there's going back to his very first years at Texas Tech, his teams fade down the stretch consistently. What did the Cardinals lose last year down the stretch? Seven out of nine, and they did it again this year, and Texas Tech. Did it every year. They would start seven and two and then la- lose their last four or five, like three or four games. They do it. Every- he does it every year at Cliff Kingsbury. I'm telling you, Griffin, the, it, these stats are crazy. Go back and look at his teams. I'm telling you, this guy is not ready for the big time. Uh, I think if you truly want to give Kyler the best chance to succeed, he should be putting up a better performance in his first playoff game than that. I mean, three years in the league, if he wants, I mean, most people would call Kyler Murray a top eight, nine quarterback in the league right now. Um, but I know you don't agree with that, obviously. After this, you can't. I mean, I don't think you yeah, can. Surely, can... surely. But I, I just think that they, they've got to move on from Cliff Kingsbury. I think he was never the right choice for them, truly. And yeah, I mean. I'm sorry, obviously, without DeAndre Hopkins, this offense is just not the same. That's kind of where I was going to. I mean, I think this – I mean, I've said this team has been overrated for, for quite some time now. I've never felt this team was a true contender, and they showed their true colors in this game. It's a – a defense that is really mediocre, to be honest. And obviously, Buda Baker went down. That was scary. Um, you know, he seems like he's going to be all right, though, which is good. But, I mean, their options on offense, I mean, outside of D-Hop, like you said, I mean, these guys, like Zach Ertz, obviously solid. You know, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, James Con- James Conner. I mean, this guy's gotten blown out of proportion this year just because of all the touchdowns. He's really nothing that special, to be honest. Um, Chase Edmonds, sure, he's good. But, I mean, we saw Kyler Murray. I mean, he looked clueless out there. He had no idea what he was doing. Um, I mean, I'm not even a Kyler Murray hater. It's just like, it's a disgusting performance, to be honest, to do this in the playoffs. He had that that very Carson Wentz-esque interception. Yeah, I mean, he's throwing the ball like that. I mean, that's just idiotic, to be honest. Um, I mean, you saw the Mannings just just absolutely distraught with what they were watching with that game. I mean, and on the flip side, the Los Angeles Rams, I mean, this team is – I mean, I'm so excited for this game with the NFC. I think this this NFC matchup could be for the uh, – honestly, could be for the the NFC championship. Obviously, we've got Green Bay. And, I mean, honestly, the NFC is up for grabs. I think any of those I four think teams any of the win it. I really think yeah. left could win it. Just thinking about it. But, I mean, Von Miller. Von Miller looks like Von Miller again. That was, that was a scary it. performance from Von Miller. You've obviously got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Um but I mean, Cam Akers, this guy's come back and, and he's looked amazing. I mean, I know he had uh, a drop, but I mean, this guy's running like wild out there. Sony Michelle has been nice. And for Matt Stafford, I mean, this guy, he played, he played a great game for his first career playoff when Odell Beckham looked good out there. Cooper Cup, they didn't really have to involve him too much, but Matt Stafford, I mean, getting the first win out of the way, I think is huge for him for the playoffs. He can move on and focus, you know, get that pressure of not having a playoff win off his back and I'm really excited for this Rams Bucks game this week. I think it's going to be sensational. Um, good win for the Rams and for the Cardinals. I mean, just a despicable performance. I don't know where they go from here. Um, you know, they've got talent, but Tyler Murray, man, I mean, that was a, a horrific performance. And and one thing I will say before I give this to you to wrap this game up, I mean, we're just starting to see. I mean, these these rush heavy quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, um, Jalen Hurts. These guys are able to survive in the regular season and play really good football then and, and and whatnot. But it seems in the playoff time, I mean, these guys have not succeeded. I mean, we've seen Lamar win one playoff game the first year against Tennessee. was a mess. I, I, to be fair, though, I don't know if it's fair to group Jalen Hurts with Kyler and Lamar. I think Kyler and Lamar are significantly better than him. And I Yes, but I'm saying that, I mean, no, sure, Jalen sure. Hurts, Jalen Hurts. 
better than those two in, in recent playoff years, to be honest. Like, Jalen Hurts' performance doesn't look as bad to compare to some of those. It, it's, like, weird. I mean, it's just – I'm just trying to say I think the that this – you know, this is a, a, a type of quarterback that's really emerged, this dual-threat option with run, run heavy. And, you know, it, a lot of – you know, it, it's had a lot of success, but can these guys win a Super Bowl? I don't know. And that's what I kind of think. And and that's what we're seeing in these playoffs. These guys are losing in the first round of the playoffs with good teams. I mean, I, fair, I don't know. If on the flip side of that, though, you do have a guy like Josh Allen who can use his legs. Yes, Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's I – I would consider not to group him with Lamar and Kyler because I think Lamar and Kyler are really truly like the run heavy. I think Josh Allen is really like – I just think, I think he's a different so much, breed. I just think Lamar is so much better than Kyler personally. I mean, Lamar had a really bad year, though. Like, really bad year. I mean, he was hurt, though, I think. Like, let's see. How many games did he play this year? Like, 12? I don't know. I can't give Lamar. I mean, Lamar really was I just think Lamar is so disrespected, man. I really do. I think he's a great player, but I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on the rest of this game, or do you want to move on? No, I mean, I think you covered it. I think this is just disgusting performance. They got to move on from this coaching staff, Griffin. I'm telling you, before they regret it. All right. Um, all right. First game of the week today. We got four games. I mean, we're down to seven games left in the in the yeah. NFL season. It's crazy. Um, Bengals Titans. This is going to be a good game. Derrick Henry back. He will not have a snap count. So that's going to be really interesting to see. It adds a whole nother level to this game. If Derrick Henry wasn't here, I would say this would be an absolute horrific performance from Tennessee and a big win for the Bengals. But now that Derrick Henry's here, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, what are you thinking for this one? I'm going with Cincinnati uh, here. Uh, I just think you, you, you've said it. Uh, you sort of just said it, but uh, I think that the team who is elite at throwing the ball will beat the team who is running the ball elite at running the ball almost a thousand times out of a thousand. I mean, the best rushing attack maybe I've ever seen was the 2019 AFC playoffs cheap Titans and uh, they had a decent performance in the AFC Championship game, but the Chiefs, because they could throw the ball over the field, beat them. And I think this will always happen. I think the Bengals, I, I, I just trust Joe Burrow more than I trust Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and, and I think, obviously, Derek Henry had a very interesting quote the other day. He was like, yeah, I'm fine. Something along the lines of like, yeah, I'm fine, other than the steel plate in my foot. And it's like, what? Uh, like, what are you talking about, Derek Henry? I mean, <laughs> But, yeah, uh, I'm going with Cincinnati here. I think you and I have shared similar similar feelings on Tennessee all season. I think we both thought they, they, they had a couple – they had a nice couple run wins earlier in the year, but I still think – I don't think they're as strong as any of the other teams left uh, uh, around them in the AFC playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible that Tennessee Titans got the one seed in the AFC. I mean, it just blows my mind. But I'm going to pick the Cincy Bengals here. I mean, I'm going to be honest, Ryan Tannehill – Regardless of this team's a one save, he has played horrific this season. I mean, he has really <laughs> regressed. Um, I mean, it's been ugly. And, and obviously, Derrick Henry, the Titans will lean on him. But let's be honest, he's not going to be 100% in this game. Like, he's not going to be running all over the field. And, and who knows what we're going to get, like, honestly. Um, he's coming off a broken foot. So, I don't know. I, I just think the Cincy Bengals, like you said, that ability to throw the ball is just so elite. And, I mean – who on this Tennessee team? I mean, I know they've got guys like Kevin Byard in the in the secondary, but I mean, they're not going to be able to guard Jamar Chase. They're not going to be able to guard T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. All three of those guys with Joe Mixon to worry about too. I mean, that's just a nightmare for them. Um, I think since he's a really good team, and and Joe Burrow, I just think I I take Joe Burrow over Ryan Tannehill a million times. I think Joe Burrow is better than Ryan Tannehill's ever been in his career at, at this point already. So I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think this team. I mean, what a run it's going to be for them. They're going to be, in my mind, a win away from the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens. Probably, though, Tennessee will come out and win this game somehow, 40-0, since we both picked the Bengals. Um, man, imagine this Tennessee team makes a Super Bowl or something. I mean, they're not beating. Yeah, but they're not I don't even know if I'd want to watch if Tennessee made the Super Bowl. They're not going to be Kansas City or Buffalo, man. I mean, there's just no shot. Who knows, man? I mean, Titan, they beat both those teams already. They did. Somehow. Somehow, it's, just, it's honestly crazy that they're. In I mean, the, they they were some really disgusting wins, though. I mean, God, they've been San Francisco. Like, how, it's actually insane how many of the good yeah. teams they've beaten, though. I mean, it's pretty crazy how their rushing attack, like, has just 
kind of like stayed the exact same as after like Derrick Henry went out. Like if you look at the before and after numbers, it's kind of crazy. I mean, Dante Foreman is obviously, you know, taking the torch well, but that 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 Tennessee, obviously, those that, that run blocking on the Tennessee line must be uh must be something special. Yeah. All right, next game, 49ers, Packers. Um, Packers are getting a lot of guys back. I believe Jair Alexander will be back. Preston Smith, I believe. I mean, they're gonna get Randall Cobb. Um, a lot of guys are coming back. Can you believe Nick Bosa is also Cobb is playing for this team in 2022. It's kind of weird. It is kind of crazy, but he'll be out there. Uh, I know MVS, I believe, is out. So Randall Cobb should yeah, play yeah. A, a pretty big role in this game. I'm going to start. I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers. As much as I believe in the San Francisco 49ers, and as much as I think they can win this game, I just think Green Bay is just going to be too much to handle. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. I've been high on Jimmy G this year, but compared to Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it's just a, it's just a really big difference in the quarterbacking. And when you've got a guy like Devontae Adams to throw the ball to, it's going to be ugly. And, you know, back on the O-line, um, the Packers, you know, they've got weapons they're going to do their thing. And I think these defensive guys, I don't think they'll all be a hundred percent in playing. Like they really are uh, at the level that they can play at, but just getting some of these back guys back the way they've played already this year is, it's just going to make this team even better. So I'm going to pick green day. I really think this is going to be a close game, though. I don't think we're going to see Green Bay come out and dominate. I think San Francisco is going to set the pace. They're going to use Debo Samuel. And, I mean, I think the key for San Francisco, you've got to use George Kittle. I mean, even as good as Debo Samuel is, I guess you could say Trent Williams is the best player, but I even think George Kittle is the best player on this offense and on this team. No, I mean, I mean he is just... Trent, Griffin, Trent Williams, I think, is probably the best offensive player in the NFL. He is really good, but he had a big penalty, I believe, that – that uh false start or whatever he wasn't set uh, so oh he did he did but i think but i think that was on jimmy g more than anybody. yeah I mean, they were I they were eager, they were eager to get that playoff but yeah but no, still, no, sorry continue. it was called on number 71 but regardless i mean george <laughs> kittle they, he's i know how good george kittle is at, at blocking but sure. he's gonna have more than one catch in this game to beat the, the green bay packers i think green bay is just a really good team i mean devondre campbell he's an all pro like this team's just got yeah. guys on this defense now they finally have a really good defense compared to last year so I'm going to go Green Bay. I think this is going to be an excellent game. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers here. Um, I think this is a classic Green Bay meltdown at home. I think this is a story we've seen time and time again. Uh, and I think this 49ers team is the perfect team to go into Lambeau and win. I mean, I think if you were to almost pick any team in the NFL to go into Lambeau and win, I think the 49ers would have to be high on the list just because of the way they can run the ball. I mean, Elijah Mitchell, obviously, and then Debo Samuel, obviously, as a running, as a game of running. I mean, it's going to be five degrees tonight. So I think, obviously, running the ball is going to be huge for the San Francisco 49ers tonight. And I don't know. I think the 49ers really have something special going on here. Uh, uh, I think Kyle Shanahan is going to scheme up a game plan uh, to get that win. And I think, obviously, uh, I – it's so tough to stop Aaron Rodgers, but I just have a feeling this is the defense that's going to get it done. Uh, and I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers here. It's going to be a great game. Um, I think that's – I mean, there's a lot of good games on it. These are all good games. This is one of the best divisional weeks. I mean, this is one of the best look – at, look at these games. These games are, I mean – Bengals Titans. I'm eager, so eager to watch all. I'm pretty excited to watch Bengals Titans too because I think those are the two worst teams that are left. So I mean, I think I think I think the Bengals have become one of the most like fun teams to watch too. I mean, they're just watching that offense is just fun, man. Just fun. Yeah. Rams Bucks. I mean, this is a a sensational game here. Uh, Tom Brady versus Matt Stafford. Cooper Cup versus Mike Evans. you know, I mean, you can just go on. I'm trying to see if we can uh, – It's this is big, though. Whitworth and Taylor Rapp going to miss the game. I mean, we might have to see Eric Weddle actually really go out there. I mean, we saw him for a few <laughs> snaps, but my God. Um, yeah, that pass rush, that's the key. Uh, I'm trying to see – do you know if Lenny Fournette's uh, – maybe we'll click uh, yeah, on this. Yeah, I was actually not 100% sure, actually. Oh, this is a presser. Um, I'm trying to see – what their injury report is. I guess it's this one, the 21st. Practice yesterday. Uh, Cyril Grayson, questionable. Jensen, questionable. Murphy Bunting, questionable. JPB, questionable. Worfs, questionable. So, resting wrong. It seems like um, Lenny Fournette will be playing from what I'm seeing. Yeah, I think a lot of these guys are probably going to play. 
most likely, but I'd also assume at least one of those guys is probably out, but maybe not. I mean, it's the playoffs. These guys are going to tough it up. What do you think on this one? I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, 100%. Um, I don't trust Matt Stafford to win a playoff game on the road against Tom Brady at all. I think the Buccaneers' defense is really, really freaking good. I think Vita Vey is just a total game wrecker. I think he's going to disrupt the flow of that Rams rushing game, which I, I think was really important in putting Arizona to bed. Uh, I just think they have the guys to stop the Rams' passing attack as well. I really do. I think that pass rush is just deadly. Um they embarrassed the Eagles offensive line last week, which has been really freaking good all season long, even against, uh, you know, the, the best defensive lines. Uh, and uh, Tom Brady, man. I mean, when are we going to learn to stop betting against Tom Brady? I, I just can't bet against the guy. And I think it's really going to end up coming down to that. Uh, he's playing at the highest. Uh, I'm going to say it. He's playing at, I think, as high a level as he's played in his entire career. I really do. Um, he's one of the two best quarterbacks in football right now. I think that's, Undoubtable. Um, I think Tom Brady's just uh, on a different uh, – operating on a different planet right now. Um, and I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win this game. You said, when are we going to keep doubting Tom Brady? I'm going to doubt him, and I'm probably going to be wrong. But I'm going to pick the Los Angeles Rams in this game. I mean, after what I watched against the Arizona Cardinals, I really think this defense has the ability to stop this Tampa offense. I mean, their pass rush is, is truly sensational with Von Miller and Aaron Donald. and you know, these, these Tampa guys are banged up. And, I mean, Tristan Wirfs and, uh, and Ryan Jensen, you know, these guys are going to be injured out there. We saw, you know, I believe it was Wirfs trying to reenter the game, and, and he really yeah. couldn't give it a go. I mean, if these guys are banged up, I think that's uh, – it's not a pass rush you really want to face when you're banged up. Um, so, I'm going to pick the Rams. I mean, I think Jalen Ramsey, he's going to be on Mike Evans the entire game, you have to think. I mean, this has got to be – a situation where he's not leaving Mike Evans side for the whole game. Um, they really need to lock up Mike Evans. And I think that that's why they really have the power to stop Tom Brady. Um, we're going to see, but I mean, historically though, Von Miller against Tom Brady. I mean, I always think back to that Super Bowl 50 season with the Denver Broncos and Von Miller, obviously that was the best season of his career, but man, that guy really can stop Tom Brady. I mean, that's the key to stopping it. That's what we see. And I always go back to that game the key to beating Brady is just by getting to him quick. I mean, you just got to get the pass rush. I think we're going to see Sean McVay have a very interesting game plan. And offensively, I think they have the pieces to get the job done. Cooper cup, Odell Beckham. I think Cooper cup's really going to have a big game. I mean, this Tampa secondary, there's some names, but it's really the weakest part of this defense. And, and that's huge for the Rams. I think they're going to be able to take advantage of it. Cooper cup, Odell, Van Jefferson really could get involved. We'll see. I'm there's a good chance. I'm totally wrong. Matt Stafford may come out and just not have it, but, I think the Rams are capable of stopping the Bucs. So I'm going to pick the, the, the L.A. Rams in this game. All right. And the last game of the wildcard weekend, Bills, Chiefs. Oh, God, this is going to be a classic, man. Seems like these two teams are going to be facing up in the playoffs every year. For it's unfortunate, God knows it, it, it's unfortunate that, they, that we got them this early, really, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to go to Kansas City Chiefs here. Um, I think outside of one week where my, my, my confidence is wavering, I think I've sort of picked them to come out of the AFC. Um, I just think for, I think Mahomes for me, at least within the AFC, I think he's almost getting to that. Don't bet against him level. Uh, people like, I think people have almost gotten sort of like, I don't know. I like to call it like a Tom Brady, LeBron syndrome, if that makes sense. Like in terms of not getting MVP, in terms of getting bored with the Chiefs, making up new contenders, et cetera, et cetera. I just think in, in order to go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs, the Bills are going to literally have to replicate their report performance from last weekend. Literally nothing less. And it's I just think a team can't do that two weeks in a row. Um, I think these are two, the two strongest teams in the AFC, but I think Kansas City – uh, I think that Kansas City offensive line is just infinitely better than last year. And I think Patrick Mahomes has really found his groove. And I think if Mahomes plays – I just think you need to go into uh, Arrowhead and play a perfect game. And I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to do that. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here too. Um, I can't pick against Patrick Mahomes right now. And as good as the Bills were last week, as good as they've been recently – I just can't do it. Even though they beat them earlier in the year, that was not the same Chiefs team that we're seeing now. And in Kansas City, like you said, that O-line has emerged. Jarek McKinnon's been a guy who's emerged. And, and Byron Pringle, I mean, they've just got weapons on that offense. Pat Mahomes is playing at a high level right now. And I really don't think 
this defense without Trey White. I mean, Trey White, you remember last year in the playoffs, Trey White, I mean, they tried to stop Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and they couldn't. They failed miserably, and now they don't have Trey White to do it. Um, I mean, you look, last week against New England, these two offenses are totally different, and, the, and that defensive performance from Buffalo early on really allowed them to capitalize on offense, and, and we're not going to see that from, from Kansas City. They're going to go down and, and score a touchdown on almost every drive or put points on the board. The key for Buffalo, you got to force the turnover. Um, that's the way you win this game. You get Patrick Mahomes to throw those interceptions. He's been more prone to them this year than in years past. That's your that's your path to victory. I don't doubt that the Bills are going to put up points. Um, I think this is going to be a very good game. But um, you got to force Patrick Mahomes to force. You know, you got to force probably two turnovers to win this game at least. Um, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I really like them. I think Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill will have big games. Um, I'm curious to see. Um, I don't know if Clyde edwards helaire is out. Willie Gay's playing. I know he had the whole controversy this week where he broke a, a chair or a vacuum or something. That was a um, vacuum or something like that, I believe. Yeah, very weird situation um, that really was in the headlines for, to be honest, I mean, that's, I know it was, he got charged for something, breaking something, but really was not something that should have been on the front pages. Know, of it, it, it was so unclear, too, like what, what, yeah. what happened. Because when you see those things, you really relate and you think your initial thought is kind of some domestic violence and, and some real right. serious yeah. issues. And obviously there was a dispute, but I mean, breaking a vacuum, I don't think that's something that they should be slandering this guy on every network in the nation for, to be honest. But obviously he was yeah. in the wrong way. <laughs> I think the Chiefs might have some more pressing issues concerning uh, domestic abusers, certainly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. But yeah, we'll both go Chiefs here. Um, I mean, what a week, though. This is going to be a sensational week of football. Um, absolutely astonishing. And I think we want to really quickly, um, I know this episode's going a little longer than uh, necessarily we had planned, but really quickly, just kind of talk about the state of the NBA right now. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's been a very interesting season in the NBA. We've seen Phoenix kind of pull ahead in that West. Um, I mean, the there's the Lakers. Are, I mean, Let's start with the Lakers, I guess, if we're going to talk Russell about West. this. Yeah. I mean, Russell Westbrook, I mean, this is just – he's broken at this point. This is just – I don't I mean, know if it's uh, – I don't even know what's going on. I think he definitely serves as a scapegoat for Lakers fan, but he's really – I mean, I hate to sound like a LeBron fanboy, but I think LeBron at this stage is really doing all he can to drag that Lakers team out of the dirt. And I think Les, Russell Westbrook, I mean – Some uh, of the jump LeBron, shots, all, man. All, I mean, some of these shots he's taking – I think he's just – I think the Lakers are in a lot of trouble, certainly. Um, I think the Eastern Conference is really strong this year, though. I think you got six teams that are really, really good, including your Cleveland Cavaliers. So, um, Garland and Mobley, great. They are – Allen, man. Allen's a star, yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. He's going to be an all-star this year, probably. Yeah, um, him and Garland should be. Yeah, Mobley is such a beast, though, man. I think Mobley is – going to be the best out of all of them. I think he's such a beast. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, I think, for a little bit, because these two guys have been um, the, the two best players in basketball for around a month. Um, Steph Curry obviously held that title for the first couple months of the season, but he's sort of tailed off a little bit recently. I think, I mean, Joel Embiid last two games, he has 90 points in 48 minutes. Nikola Jokic obviously had a 49-point triple-double the other night. I mean, I think the big, the, the very interesting thing to me with that's happening is the survival of the big man, but in such a different way, sort of. You got Jokic, Embiid, Giannis. I think even, even a KD, really, who's a seven-footer, I think really it's just this modern evolution of what a big man is becoming. And I think Embiid is almost sort of taking on this, like, KD-like growing, and he's starting to bring the ball up the floor. He's starting to handle it as the seven-two guy. It's really crazy to see how the NBA has sort of involved in how big men are being run because Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic are literally, I mean, running their teams at this point. Yeah. Those guys are, I mean, they're sensational. I mean, you see the, the last 13 games, I think it is for Joel Embiid and he's been like about 30 points every game. I mean, he's just on a tear right now. And Nikola Jokic, I mean, this guy's just unreal. He's been playing unreal basketball for multiple years now. I mean, he was MVP last year, I believe if I'm not mistaken. And he's played great. I mean, the Nuggets right now, obviously, you know, 23, 21, not where they want to be per se, but, He's doing everything they can. Um, Michael Porter's obviously been out. And, uh, you know, it's scary that, you know, he's dealing with back issues because his history, I mean, that's never a good thing. Um, yeah, Jamal, Murray, uh, Jamal Murray, obviously. I mean, they have to keep foot without him. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I mean, he, he's probably not going to return until March or April, unfortunately. But, 
But uh, yeah, um, I think the Nets are. I think just with this whole Kyrie thing, I think it's going to be very tough for them to win. Just because if you have a game seven at home and he's not playing, right? Not only does that mess up the chemistry. I mean, obviously, it, it hurts your chances of winning. I would take say the Milwaukee Bucks have got to be the favorite to come out of the East at this point. Uh, Giannis is playing as well as he's ever played, which is a scary sentence to say. Um, the big men in the NBA, man, I keep saying it. It's just, I mean, they're it's really crazy. I mean, but uh, I think the Nets are in a little bit of a danger zone right now. I think you got Katie out for six weeks. You got Kyrie not going to be able to play half the games. And obviously, I mean, we know how great of a player James Harden is, but the rest of that Nets roster, I mean, Patty Mills, LaMarcus Aldridge really isn't too strong. Um, so I think you have a shot. I think there's a shot the Nets could really slip down to the five, six seed in the East uh, and get a pretty undesirable first round matchup with the, with the, with the likes of the Miami heat. I mean, um, I think it's just, uh, I, I think the NBA has returned to a place where there is a ton of parity and for about six years, a lot of people were losing interest because that wasn't the case. It was the same two, three teams. But uh, I'm glad that that's not the case, and you're going to see a lot of new faces uh, in the coming years. Yeah, I mean, the East is – I mean, the whole Nets thing is very interesting. And honestly, I think it, it's hard to say what's going to happen with them because with this whole COVID deal, I mean, who knows what could happen. The rules in New York could change, and, and Kyrie's right. allowed to play. Um, you know, obviously, Omnicron, it seems like the cases are, are coming down, especially in New York. So – if they, if they lift that, which I think very well could happen by playoff time, that's a game changer for them, obviously. Um, I, hope I, mean, we've seen... I hope not as a Sixers fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a, a huge change. I mean, you've seen teams like the Bulls who are dealing with injuries right now. They're they're very banged up. But, I mean, they've had great years. DeMar DeRozan, the Heat, honestly, to me, are, are kind of a, a placeholder there. I don't think they're a serious contender. Um, I think they'll maybe win a playoff series and then go down as they usually do. Bucks, obviously, I mean, they're they're elite with Giannis. And Cleveland, I mean, I'll talk about them for a sec. I mean, I don't know if this team's a team that can win the championship, obviously, but this is a, a very good ball club in my mind, a, a huge, huge leap in this rebuild for them. And and they're in spot now where, you know, I think that a lot of people compare their season to last year's Knicks season, which I think is sure no, it's always the same, yeah. but absolutely not the same stage because the Cleveland Cavs right now, I mean, their young talent is just, it's just unreal. They've got, three elite young players on their team, as well as guys like obviously Sexton's out. Isaac Okoro's emerges Isaac a solid Okoro's defender. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got good role players, Lori Markinen, Kevin Love off the bench has been amazing. Chetty Osman has been good. Um, so they've got these kind of guys and pieces that really, to me, elevate them to a level where, I mean, we've seen the New York Knicks just implode. I mean, Julius Randall, that guy's been an absolute disaster recently and, and he's gotten into it with Knicks fans. I mean, the Knicks are, are an absolute mess right now. Yeah, Sixers, I mean, they're they're always good. Obviously, the Ben Simmons thing, I honestly don't think he's going to be traded at this point. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with him. It's just a nightmare. Uh, I know you have strong thoughts. We've kind of discussed that, so we don't really have to get into yeah, that. Yeah, we, we, we've discussed that uh, at length. In the, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, nothing's really changed with that in that situation. And in the West, I mean, just looking at, um, you know, the standing Suns, obviously, I mentioned they're playing good basketball, as you expect. That's a great team. Warriors. Um, you know, they've taken a little stumble. They've lost a yeah, few more games recently, but certainly yeah. still, still good. Grizzlies, I mean, John Moran is just unreal. What a player he is. He has emerged as an elite point guard. Jazz, they're kind of another placeholder in my mind. They've got good pieces, but this team's not going to they, they, They've really been I, – I think the, the number one issue with the Utah Jazz is their chemistry is so out of whack. It's, it, it's kind of crazy. I mean – a lot of guys don't seem to like Rudy Gobert on that team. And the issue is when Rudy Gobert, they just went one and six without Rudy Gobert. So it's like, yeah. you're really no, they need Rudy Gobert. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're really not that good without him. So like, uh, I get he's annoying, but you probably have to put up with him because you just went one and six without him. So yeah. I mean, uh, just, just some tough, some tough issues for the, for the Utah jazz at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of these teams in the West that are, just becoming bottom feeders. I mean, Rockets, Thunder, Spurs, Pelicans, Kings, even the Blazers with Dana out. I mean, these are just not good, fo- not good football teams, not good uh, basketball teams. And yeah, I mean, the Clippers, Lakers, just underwhelming. Um, well, we, I think that was one of the most overhyped. To be fair to the Clippers, I mean, obviously, uh, Paul George and Kawhi probably going to be out yeah. for a, a while, unfortunately. Yeah. Of course, the so, Sixers you know. put a 24 point lead to them last night. 
<laughs> Put the Cavs in fifth place in the East, so I'll take that. <laughs> oh, so annoying. It's least, crazy. I mean, one of there's a chance one of those Cavs or, or Sixers teams is going to be, you know, in the play-in because the Hornets are right there. They're they're only yeah, half game cool. behind the Sixers. They're having a good year, right. so that's scary, man. You don't want to go in the play-in. That's off. Yeah, the play-in is just. I I I, I think the Hornets will probably still end up in the play-in out of those three teams yeah. to me. But but yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of I think is. I think we kind of covered most of the the headlines right now. I mean, yeah. once. Obviously, uh, obviously we'll, we'll we'll do something surrounding the trade line and trade deadline for the NBA, which is upcoming in, in a couple of weeks, and discuss the state of the NBA there. So look out for that. I guess as, soon as the football season ends, I mean, we're going to get draft coverage underway. Um, yeah. You know, a little bit into the off season, we'll start rolling out mock drafts every few weeks or so. Those are always fun. Um, and the NFL free agency, obviously the MLB, who knows what's happening. They're meeting on Monday. Hopefully they sort that out. I mean, that's a really bad situation. It's looking like right now, potentially for baseball, not what they need at all. So we'll see what happens, obviously. Um, but once that lockout ends, we're going to be talking a lot of MLB, talking NBA. Um, if there's anything else you want us to talk about, drop it below. Obviously UFC 270s tonight too. Francis Ngannou will look to defend his belt against Cyril Ghosn, as well as the flyweight title. Uh, Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo, um, you know, should be should be a good event there. Boxing, um, you know, there's a lot of good fights potentially to make. I mean, there's a lot of good things in sports. Obviously, not the busiest week, though, and this is the time of the year where NFL reigns supreme. So that's what you'll see the most out of us. But with that, thank you guys so much for watching. Like I said earlier, please drop a subscribe, like, comment, do everything there. Follow us both on Instagram. That will be in the description as well as our podcast Instagram at Outside the Arena Podcast. Check us out, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, at Outside the Arena. And with that, thank you guys for watching. Enjoy the divisional round of the NFL, and we'll see you next week on Outside the Arena.